Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Jamie Lindsay is a singer-songwriter from the central coast of New South Wales. Earlier this year, he released the single Carry On, and his latest single is the timely Bring On The Summertime. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Sophie. How are you? (laughs) I'm very well, thank you. Uh, And I'm going to start by talking about Bring On The Summertime because you actually released it at the end of July when we were still in winter. Was it a case of being impatient for warm weather? (laughs) Oh, look, is, is... No, yes, no, yes... Um, Bring On The Summertime was actually written um, by um, a friend of mine who just lives down the road, a great guitarist by the name of Jake Tuffin. Um, every now and then he would send me these little riff ideas. We've got a, um, a shared Google Drive and every now and then um, when I'm looking for inspiration, I'll go, what's Jake been sending me lately? And... Mm-hmm. So he just he just um, puts in little noodles, little riffs, little little ideas, and then and then I came across this riff about eight months ago, nine months ago, and it was just that da 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 da. I went, oh, that's 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 a really cool, catchy riff, you know. Um, I've got like lots of them, but every now and then something just kind of, um, you know pricks up my ear and I'm like oh that's cool and so then I I took that riff and I put it into the um um my studio and um wrote a song around it and 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 that riff made me feel really good and up and 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 so I wanted the lyrics and I wanted the rest of the song to make sure it complemented that and so then I thought okay what makes me feel good and what makes me feel good is summertime right you know I love the summer it's such a great time of year, you know, Christmas, the festive season, barbecues, beers with your mates, after work drinks, oh, you know, summertime, yeah. especially summertime as a kid. Oh, you just look forward to that Christmas holidays and you know it's going to be good weather and stinking hot and Christmas Day is hot. And, you know, anyway, so I've just got great memories of um, summer. So I decided right there and then that I was going to make the verses about how crappy winter can be, right? (laughs) And I wanted to make the choruses about how much I love summer and bring on the summertime because I want to put my feet in the sand. I want to have a beer and I want to have barbecues and I want to do that stuff. And, And and that's what I do. That's exactly what I do in the summertime. So, um, you know, it, it, it worked out the way that the riff was, was just so catchy and feel good kind of vibes. And I just wanted to make sure that the rest of the song really did that justice. So that's kind of the song. But once I finished it, I recorded it, produced it. And then I kind of sat back and I was I was listening to it and I'm like, you know what, this could have a double meaning. Like mm-hmm. this could also be about the last two years of not having a proper Christmas with lockdowns and everything mm-hmm. that's happened in the last two years. And like not intentionally thinking that it was a post-COVID song, but mm-hmm. 
also kind of could be, you know, like, you know, the double meaning of bring on the summertime, bring on the good times, bring it all back, like mm -hmm. what we used to have, you know. Mm -hmm. um, fingers crossed that this is the first Christmas in two years that, that we can have without lockdowns. Mm. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. um, I was listening to abc radio this morning and they were talking about uh, um a year ago today the 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 whole state of new south wales was in lockdown mm. wow I mean, yeah i mean it feels like it feels like it was five years ago but it also feels like it was five weeks ago in some ways <laughs> yeah you're totally right and 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 that just blew my mind i was like oh yeah wow think about you know i had four months off from shows I didn't now I play every weekend that's what I've done all my life you know I wow. play in pubs and clubs and and since my um, profile as a country artist has grown those shows have gotten bigger and and um, which is great but through COVID for the first time in my life I had four months where I didn't do a live gig mm -hmm. which and I gotta say I went back to doing gigs in October, mid-October, and oh, I, I, I was super rusty. <laughs> I was so rusty. Well, you would um, be because it's a, it's like anything, you know, if you don't do it regularly, particularly when you have done it so regularly. Yeah. I was almost a little bit nervous. I was almost a little bit like, you know, because when I play, I don't look at iPads or anything. I'm all, like, it's all up here and always... Okay has been I'm old school I don't sit up there with an iPad I just think that's really I like to engage with the audience I like to look out and I like to you know look at someone mm -hmm. when I'm singing you know so I, I can really make a contact you know mm -hmm. um, these artists that you know work off their iPad or their phone I'm just like how how are you engaging with the audience you know how can you do that and this I I can't. So I make a point that I learn all the songs that I have to learn and all mm. of the lyrics up here so that I can just perform. You know? Yeah. I can I can just focus on connecting and putting on a good show. So, um, oh, but the first couple of gigs back, I was like mush. All these lyrics that I'd had for no. 30 years, I was like, I was going, I was going, I was like mumbling. Because I just like they they just weren't they just weren't coming out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it took a couple of gigs and I was right. Okay, all right, all right, all right. just just chill. You got this. You yeah. got this. You know. And so yeah, it came back. But I did a couple of live streams. Um, just some private stuff, which was really cool. I I, I, I um created a private link on YouTube and mm -hmm. I sold tickets. Ah. Right. Um, and so um, people would buy the ticket via PayPal um, and then I would send them a link and then they would log on and it would be a part of this like um, private room thing. And what that was, was me in this room actually. Um, and I kind of decked it up a little bit more. I had some kind of like fairy lights and, and you know, and, and, and just made it look a little bit more like a, um, like a stage kind mm. of thing, you know. But uh, this is literally just my control room in the studio here, you know. So um, 
it was weird, Soph. It was so it was so weird because I'm used to playing two people and I and and I feed off energy. You know, if if I see your head kind of doing this, then that just makes me wanna, you know, drive it harder or or just you know what I mean? Because I feed off energy. I mm. give out energy and I feed off your energy as um mm. someone in the crowd. When I was streaming, I just couldn't I could see all the comments coming up, yeah. but I didn't have that human connection that I've always had. And it felt really strange. And I don't think I, I, I ever felt comfortable with it because I think I did it three times. And I just, each time I was telling like my manager, I was like, I just, I just don't know. And he was like, no, no it was good. It was really, really good, you know? And I was like, yeah, but I just, I, I really struggle with it because I'm just so used to playing to people. Yeah. And probably afterwards too, you didn't have the the sense of euphoria of having yeah. completed that gig and coming off stage and thinking, wow, yeah. that was such a good show. It's just nothing. Yeah. Turn yeah. off the computer. Flat. I know. And I could, I, you know, I knew that there were 60 or 70 people out there because I could see all the lovely comments and, but I just, I'm just here. It's like, <laughs> um, at least with you, I can see you. I yep. can see you. So I can yeah, look at yeah. you and I can, and, 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 it, you know, even though you're where you are and I am mm. where I am, we've still got this connection because I can see your expressions on your face and I can yeah. feed off that. But when you don't have that, it's just so sterile. It's so, you know, am I doing a good job? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Is everyone okay in the land room? As, but, the flip side, right, the flip side is that I had people tuning in from Nashville, England, right. okay. Tasmania, Adelaide, West Australia that were in their lounge rooms on a Saturday night watching me going, this is awesome, this is great, <laughs> with beers and whatever they were sitting in their lounge room watching me <laughs> from their smart TV. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean that is that that's the that that is that is the balance of it, I guess, is that yeah. streaming did give artists access to people who might never otherwise be able to see them play because of where they live. But on right. the other hand, it's not yeah, performance is has been going on for millennia and yeah. it's always been in front of actual humans, not to a yeah. screen. So it was a very quick reinvention of something that is quite ancient, actually. Yeah. And and it was so yeah, I'm. I'm glad. I'm glad that it didn't continue on. You know, because I spoke about. You know, I kind of thought maybe this is what I'm going to have to do now. Like this is right. maybe because you know we, we're in lockdown. You, mm. you know how long it was going to last for. You know, no one knew. It was like, well, maybe this is 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 what it will be from yeah. now. On, you know, I yeah. Don't know. But I'm so glad it wasn't. I'm so <laughs> glad. When I got back to when I got back to playing live gigs, there was still a rule that no one could dance, right? Oh, and and so that in itself was was just it was just weird time, hey? Yeah, it was, it was. crazy time. You the, mentioned um, about feeding off the energy of the audience yeah. and you've always done it. But how did you actually learn to do that initially when you started performing? Or was it instinctual? No. Look, uh, I um, I started playing live when I was 17. I got a residency gig 
um, I was living in Alice Springs and I was 17 and I got a residency gig wasn't paying very much money but I was just happy to be playing you mm -hmm. know um, and a lot of the places where I was I was performing at were pretty much tourist based. So I was doing waltzing Matilda, and I was doing pub with no beer, and I was doing all all the things they wanted to hear. Um, and for me, it was great because songs that I thought would work mm -hmm. didn't work. And so you look at people's reaction when you play. Flame Trees, or when you play Kaysan, or when you play Horses, or when you play Wonderwall, you see their their reaction, and yeah. you feed from that. And being yeah. a performer, you need to have songs that can lift an audience. And so, for me, it was it was literally just like learning to ride a bike, or you know, you you just become better at it. You can you can read read. An audience. I never have set lists. Right. I never ever have set lists because I like to just feed off the room. Right. And take things where they're going. If the audience give it back, I'll give it back, and so on and so on and so yeah. on. Right. But if the audience are a little kind of reserved, then I will tailor my set to that as well for whatever reason. It just you know, or or I may have to shift direction with my song choice because that one didn't work. So maybe right. the next one won't work either. <laughs> you know, right. so, you know um, in some of the pubs and clubs, you know, you, the way that I work is I give the bangers once. It takes one song, right? right? And then from that point on, I just roll out the bangers. Right. Right. You know, so if, if I stumble on a song that works for whatever reason, then I'm going to give them stuff like K Sam, Flame Trees, Horses, right. Living on a Prayer. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, because I want them to just go, this is going off. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it does. And that's purely just through years and years of playing every weekend, pubs and clubs, mm. you know, um, audiences all around the world are very, uh, are very predictable. You just, you know, um, you feed off people's reactions. You really yeah. do. Oh, that song, that song worked. Okay, let's let's stay on that level and let's let's you know what I mean. But yeah, I think you've got to have, you know, you've got to have the songs up there. You can't be doing that with an iPad or something, you know, because <laughs> or or it's different if it's a show. Like when I do a country festival, I do have a show. And I do have things, but I make sure that I come out pretty high energy, you know, and I, and, and I, there is a part in my show where I do like three songs acoustically, but that's after about six bangers. You yeah. Know, right. Where I've, I've really come out and yeah, I'm let's go, let's go, let's get this party going, let's party. And then I give them a little bit of a break to go to the bar or go to the toilet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, bam, back on stage and let's go. And we just take it all the way through. So, yeah, um, yeah, I, I feed off. But it also, um, I know that we're talking about Bring on the Summertime, um, but I've also got, I've got a new single, which is coming out in three weeks time. Oh, so, there we go. And I'm very, very, very excited about this one. But 
let me just skip ahead a little bit more. I wrote a new song last week and I've already got, um, you can't see, but I've actually got a whiteboard over to the left of me with all the next singles for the next 12 months that I will, that oh, right. I will be releasing as well as the album. Right. As well, right? It's kind of how I work. So, um, however, right, every time I write a song, because I've got the luxury of playing live every weekend, I always road test my songs live, right? right. I always throw them in the mix. It helps me figure out if the tempo's right, if the bridge is right, if the chorus is strong, and all these things come into play. So, they can be unfinished. Sometimes they can just be a verse and a chorus. And I'll just repeat that right. while I'm trying to think, oh, this feels okay. This feels good, you know? Yeah. Um, but I wrote a song last week and Thursday was a public holiday and I was asked to play um, a last minute gig. And um, me and my drummer, it was just a, um, a duo. But <clears throat> come the second set, they were ready to party. Right. And so I turned up the heat and we went for it. And I said to the drummer uh, previously that I'd written a new song um, the, um, two days before that. And I said, I might throw it in tonight, just be ready. Right. And he went, yeah, sure, sweet. <laughs> throw it at me, which I was like, that's why I play with you because that's, yeah, right. that's <laughs> the attitude I want. I just want, yeah, let's, let's just have a go. Let's just jam, you yeah. know. None of this, oh, I don't know what I've got to... No, 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 no. Just feel it. You're good enough. Just feel it, play it, and take it where it needs to go, you know? Um, so everyone was up dancing, and I just throw this brand new song into the mix, which is pretty gutsy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it could have really died in the ass, and, and which is fine because everyone needs a break to go to the bar. That's okay, <laughs> right? Well, that's a good attitude to have, yes. <laughs> right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if 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 the bar's not turning over the dollars and I'm not getting paid. Yeah, you true. Know what I mean, people on the dance floor are not buying drinks. So you, you, you kind of <laughs> got to think about that. You need people to go to the bar. I'd never thought about that before in that way, but yes, you're right. You're right, right? They need yeah. to buy drinks. That's why they got the band there. So yeah. um, I throw it in and it went off. And by the end of the chorus, they were singing. <laughs> and I looked at my drummer and it was like, this is awesome. This is amazing. And so I was like, well, this has to be the next single. Yeah. Like it just felt, it just felt right. So not the one that's, coming out on the 21st of October, but the one, the one that'll be out on January the 20th. So um, it just, bang, just felt, yes. So yeah, that was a, um, a perfect example of, of, of trying these songs out and just having that kind of reaction. Mm -hmm. It's it's incredible. Like, wow, I, I, I'm... I'm still buzzing from it. So, for like, I was just like, wow, like, no one's ever heard that song before. I've never played it before. That's the first time I've played it. That's the first time he's heard it and played it. Yeah. Right? But I would imagine, you know, because not having a set list, keeping everything in your head, responding to the crowd, a lot of this is sort of leaping without a net in a lot of ways. I mean, you have a bit of a net in that you you know what you're doing. 
but you're prepared to take the risk of of interpreting the energy that's going on. Um, so that's there's a, there's a certain courage in that that I imagine also means you have the courage to try out new material. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think that just probably comes back to, you know, I'm 45 and I've been doing this full time since I was 17. So there's a lot of there's a lot of miles there, and there's a lot of gigs and there's a lot of crappy pubs and big venues and festivals and yeah, just 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 reading a crowd, reading a crowd, and I and, and I kind of felt I could I could have probably played twinkle twinkle with an upbeat and they still would have danced to it so <laughs> it was just even... that, it was just that vibe people yeah. were just yes give me something to dance to it's a public holiday i'm drunk love it <laughs> yeah but as you said you've been doing this full time since you were 17 so that's almost three decades and you clearly still love it yourself so what is it that, that because the, yeah, obviously challenging times you couldn't play for four months yeah. i'm sure there are gigs where things just aren't working the way you want them to. What keeps you in it after this much time? Oh, that's a, it's, it's a great question. What does, um, passion, love it. It's, it's what I've always done. It's like what I've always done, even mm-hmm. before, you know, I started playing guitar at a very young age and it just hooked me. Like it just hooked me hook, line and sinker. And I was like obsessed. I was obsessed with playing guitar. I, I would practice five, six hours a day. And right. my mum would literally have to like pry it off me just to come and eat some dinner, you know? And and, and, and I don't know. It's just, it, it, uh, I've always done it. I don't know how to do anything else well. Hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know... It's something that I've, 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 and I was never a great guitar player, but I worked hard enough to become one. And I was never a great singer, but I worked my ass off and I had singing lessons for years and years and years and got classically trained because I wanted to be a great singer. Right. You know, I, I, I just had this vision that that's what I wanted to do in my life. And I, right. I, I left school at 17 because when I started those residencies, I just got really busy with it. Right. And it was affecting, I was in year 11 and I was just, I was playing like three or four nights a week. Right. That and will I, affect your schooling. Yes. <laughs> it was really affecting my schooling. And my mum pulled me aside and said, what's, what's happening here? And mm. I said, well, you know, I'm out playing music and 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 i love it and i'm i'm earning really good money i think i was like you know 300 a show or something you know god love that at 17 and plus like tips and stuff from like the tourists i was i was 17 (laughs) you know um and my mum said look all right well well because i was talking about leaving school and she said, well, if you're going to do this, you have to, like, there's no turning back here. Like, you have to give it everything. You have to make this work. Right. And I was like, sure, I'll make it work. So then I become, you know, like, you hunt for gigs, you hustle for gigs. And, right. and, and um, 
I moved back to Launceston, which is where I'm from, and same thing, just hustled, got another residency, mm-hmm. hustled, moved over to Melbourne, hustled, got gigs, got in with agents, right. got in with other players, moved to Sydney in 2001, hustled my ass off. Yeah. Right? It's work. It's work. I mean, this is the thing. It's, it's, it's joy when you're on stage, but there's so much work behind it. So much work behind the scenes. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm lucky now because, you know, 2001, the first few years were, were very hard because Sydney, and it was great because every place that I moved to, Melbourne and Sydney, there were better musicians. There were better people doing what I was doing. I thought I was good. Until I got to Melbourne and I went, oh wow, okay, the bar is high, right. you know. Yeah, right. You you better work harder. Yeah, you, right. You know, like you have to work harder. I got to Sydney, the bar was higher. Right. And I went, right, okay, I got to work harder. I got to yeah, be a right. better singer. I got to be. I just got to be better. I got to be better, you know, so that the agents and the venues want to book me always, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, yeah, the first few years, it was like that. It was, it was getting to know the players, getting to know, um, who kind of runs the town as far as agents and stuff go, where to play, where not to play. Um, and then, yeah, so what I do now is I literally, I work with about four, um, um, Sydney and central coast agents and each month I just send out the next three months right and they just fill in the dates right <laughs> hopefully they all talk to each other so they're not booking you like the oh, different no, no. Ones so... booking you on different on the same <laughs> night so i just send them out and they'll go um are you available for this venue and if it's already booked i go no right you know what i mean so it's 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 all that but yeah it's it's it's, it's kind of got to that point and i have a few people that are just kind of starting to come up who um, um, approach me at shows and go, you know, I want to get more gigs. How you do it? And I, I just like, you know, okay, you know, get a little press kit together, um, approach this agency, this, you know, and, and really like it's, it's hard because there's more younger, you know, everyone wants to do this, you know, it's hard. It's, 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 um, so, but yeah, it's a lot of hard work and you just have to, you have to really want it. Well, and you have to stick to it as you have done, because that's sure. the other thing is that the, that romantic idea that, oh, if I'm really talented, then, you know, the mountain will come to Mohammed sort of thing. Um, and it's, it, it does not, it never happens actually. And there's, I always think of that Taylor Swift line from one of her recent songs, where she says, I've never been a natural. All I do is try, try, try. And a lot of people would look at Taylor Swift and think, well, you must be a natural. But you know, her take on it is, no, I've worked. Yeah. I used to have these little family jams. Actually, I went back to Launceston um, a few weeks ago. It's the first time since COVID. So it's been three years since I've actually um, went and saw my sisters and my mum and my dad. And it was so nice. I just went for the weekend. But my sister always tells this story because she was a bit of a singer back in the day. And we both kind of, um, she's about four years older than me. And then I have an older sister again, who's six years older than me. And, um, but my middle sister, um, she was a bit of a singer in school. And she used to always say, and she still tells 
the story that I used to be so bad at singing that when we used to be kind of jamming, she would say, Jamie, shut up because you are so out of key, you're ruining the song. Wow. And, and it's, yeah, because I wasn't a natural either. Right. And I just worked my ass off to, to maybe make it look like it's natural. Yeah, yeah. it's not. It's, you know, it's not. I, 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 um, I worked really hard and I still do. I still do like scales every day and, you know, I, I, I work on all the parts, you know. I want to be a better writer and a better producer and, and, and um, try and stay fit and healthy mm. and, and um, be a good dad be a great husband or I'm, I'm always just I just want to be better at all of my jobs yeah and you're not assuming that anything's going to come to you easily you don't feel entitled to any of that no yeah it's all it's all a lot of hard work you know it's a blessing you know but it's 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 because you know someone goes oh you know you're really talented and I was like thank you but it's 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 taken a lot of years yeah to probably make it look easy to you what i do but let me tell you you know yeah. 20 years ago you might have saw me and went oh yeah he's all right you know but yeah. so it, it's 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 just that whole building thing but yeah it takes time and you have to really want it and me going back to country music is the best thing i've ever done ever like i started off in country music mm. and then you know um 17 18 19 i was i was just you know wanted to be the next big country artist of the time mm. and then i moved over to the mainland and i just kind of got in with a bunch of other musicians and they weren't really into country right. and they were doing a lot more rock stuff and so i kind of for whatever reason i just ditched the country thing and i decided to walk down the rock road and then I got a band together and we, we went to Sydney and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I probably spent a good 10 or so years trying to get my rock band over the line, trying to get record deals. We did right. tours of the States and it was just, it was always just this, nothing could never get a break. We, we worked so hard and we were so passionate about it and we worked with some great people, but we could just never get it over the line. Right. And so the band dissolved in about 2013. We just, we just, you know, we burnt out. We just, yeah. you know, wore each other out, just like a relationship. You know, we didn't grow together. We just grew apart. And I just think because we just couldn't get a break, you know. Yeah. Um, we tried every avenue and gimmick and all. Just, it was just, it was sad, you know. So anyway, the the writing was on the wall and then the band broke up. And then in 2013, I felt a little bit lost because this has been my life for the last decade. And um, so I kind of got more into the recording side of thing and I learned how to produce better. Um, and I did a couple of little songwriter EPs and then I did another rock EP because I thought I wasn't quite finished with it. But let me tell you, I was. Um, <laughs> And then, and then um, it's actually funny because that EP, a, f a few friends of mine really love that EP. And I, I remember talking to like my manager who I've had for 15 years now, the same, same great manager. And um, 
we did a show at Frankie's. I don't know if you know Frankie's. Uh, in uh, Sydney CBD? Yeah. Yes. yes. So I did the EP launch there and we hyped it up and we got a lot of cool people there and it was great. I was pumped. And my manager kind of had this kind of promo thing all worked out and planned and scheduled. And I did the show and it rocked. It really rocked. And I got off stage and I said to my manager, I said, yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm actually done with that. And he said, what do you mean? I said, yeah, I'd be happy if I never actually play those songs ever again. Oh, wow. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I just, I, I'm done. Like, yeah. I just don't feel, just, I don't feel connected to it. I don't want to go down that road. Mm-hmm. And he went, Sweet, well, you know, like there's, there's no point being a used car salesman. You know, yeah. if you're not, if you're not 100% committed, then what's the point? And you know, and so then I didn't, wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. And then 2016, I've, I, I'd already been to Nashville, but I went with my wife. We went on a month vacation to um, America, and we went to New um, LA, New Orleans, Nashville, and we you know, and and Austin, and we spent a really good time looking around. And I went to Nashville. I went to Nashville in 2012 with my band, and we just fought the whole time with money issues. And I just had a crappy time. Even though I loved Nashville, I just had a crappy time because of the company that I was there with, right? I went back in 2016 with my wife, and we had the best time, the most amazing time memories that I'll bank on forever and ever and ever and ever. And I just remember feeling that this is me. This is me. Like just the music, I soaked it all up and I just went, you know, this is where I come from. This is what I grew up with. This is what I started in. And and why don't I just go back to country? Because it's always been a part of me it's i'm 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 the a real country boy i grew up on a massive farm in right. launceston i did farm stuff i went to a farm school right you know i'm very I'm a, I'm, I'm a country boy i really really am but i think all my life i was almost kind of running from that fact right. you know i didn't want to admit that i i'm i'm actually just a country boy you know and and so came back from america and went I'm going back to country. And I said to my manager and he went, yes, because <laughs> he knew he, he knows me, you know, and, and so boom, right. I'm going to write a country album. And it just flowed out of me and it hasn't stopped. And I've just gone from strength to strength, to strength, to strength. And it's awesome, Sophie. It's it, it's 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 the best decision that I've I've, you know, uh, just yeah. I'm I'm where I'm meant to be. I love wow. it, and it just feels so real, and and I just feel at home, and and so that's where I am, man, and that's where they'll bury me, you know, and 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 yeah, um, I've got I've got so much music planned for the rest of my life. 
Well, that's exciting, particularly because, as you said, a lot of it's on the whiteboard so that you're already yeah. mapping it out. Uh, but I've, I've had you talking for quite a long time um, and there'll be more songs coming out, so yeah. I'll have the chance to talk to you again, I'm sure. But the latest single is Bring On The Summertime. It is. And so I am going to leave it there, even though I could listen to you talk for a lot longer because it is really, really interesting. But, you know, attention spans on the internet being what they are, I'm going to wrap it up there. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank and you we, so much for having me. We will talk again soon. Thanks, yeah. Sophie. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.